Hello and welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. And today... What's your name? My name is Dave. My name is Chris. And we have an old friend back. You might remember him from many, 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 many weeks ago. His name is Nick Reiner, the first ever repeat guest on Dopey. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. We did have uh, Ryan, graphic design Ryan was on twice. But back, those were back-to-back. Back-to-backs, yeah. He was here. Was this is weird. a repeat, yeah. Do you feel Hopefully honored? I do better than graphic design Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> he was all right. Well, the f- real question is, do you feel honored to be back? I do feel honored to be back. Nice. Especially because of what I thought this show initially was when I came here the first time. Well, what did you think it was and what do you think it is now? Well, when I got your, like I said, when I got your message on Facebook, I thought you were some dude hitting on me, and then I just looked. <laughs> he still old. might be, by the way. <laughs> don't be so. Don't rule that possibility out. Okay, but it turns out that at that moment he wasn't doing that, and he just wanted to get in contact with me to do this podcast. And I thought I saw, you know, war, you know, tell drug stories or whatever. So I came on, and I didn't know that you two were sober and AA, and I have a little bit of a different stance on that so we got off to a little bit of a yeah Nick Reiner part one was a philosophical debate if you can call it that yeah and then Nick Reiner part two is a traditional dopey episode what is tonight going to be tonight's going to be a traditional dopey yeah, episode we don't need Dave anything. has no a little philosoph- cute little list that I have a nice I have, a, I have it's not cute it's a really it's a thorough list with water on it it's yeah a little water on it but it's a thorough list it's our agenda what is the last thing on that list? Well, I have something to address really quick. I hear you say all the time mm-hmm. that Chris is this big asshole and that, you, and that you're the real dick and that behind closed doors he says all these things, but, you know, you really, he, when it comes to uh, showtime, he doesn't speak up. No, that's not what I say. Wait, wait, what did you, so what, what do you say about me? <laughs> what I say about you, I say to you, and I say on the show, you're an idiot, you've got no attention span, and most of all, you're a people pleaser. You're a mama's boy. You're he, loves, a, he, he loves going to people pleaser. What's he wrong with pleasing that. people? Yeah, that's it. You tell me. Let me flip the, let me flip the script flip for a second. What's wrong with being a people pleaser, Chris? Um... Hypothetically speaking? Let's start with hypothetically, <laughs> sure. No, no, honestly, you, uh, you suffer. It's one of your probably per, top per, three. Do you even buy that you are that? Yeah, I am a people pleaser, for sure. Like, for sure, absolutely. man. Yeah, but also, it, it, part, there's... I don't... Do, I actually... I genuinely like most people that I meet, which is a positive quality. Being a people pleaser isn't necessarily a positive quality, but because I like most people, um, I want them also to like me. And so I might jeopardize my own values or beliefs in the effort of making them like you. Like, what's an instance like of that? Like, okay, let me let me tell a funny classic story. Okay. When John, when we had this guy, my my good friend and drummer John, on the show on our uh, mental health episode, and then he came back and was the uh, DJ on our DJ. He was like produced. He like made beats and stuff. It was really cool. Yeah, um, it was good. Like Buff Daddy. No, like Fred. I will say it was the most amazing beat production I've ever seen a human being do. Wow. <laughs> this is this is people pleasing. <laughs> this is, this is people now, pleasing. Now I see what you're talking. So anyway, so we're, we're Did on. You the, hear that, John? <laughs> we're, we're on the terrace, and 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 John wanted, John's going to get mad at me for this, but I'm not a people pleaser. Um, and John, I'm sorry. I love you. Uh, but John was like, he wanted to do every episode. He wanted to do sound effects for every episode, which would be cool. But here, it's too small. You know, it, it like messes- imagine if we had a fourth guy here, like trying to do the. Does Dopey just- Nation know what this here looks like? No, describe it for us. Yeah, please. Well, I see in front of me a fish tank. That's which, the first thing which, they always which, say. Da- which Dave told Chris to fill before we started the show. Right, and how did he treat me about that? In a very, his, his tone was uh, terse. Terse tone? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I mean, let's actually walk through, before you do the rest of the room, let's walk through exactly what happened with the fish tank. He said, fill the fish tank. I said, we're going to turn it off. And then he insisted. Insisted on you refilling it, and when he was asked for a reason why, there wasn't really one. The reason why, no. I'll tell you. There's two reasons. First of all, Nick does not know the historical precedent of the fish tank. Okay. Let me me tell you the historical precedent. Chris comes into the house bubbly and gay, full (laughs) of life and happy. It's like, ooh, let's do dopey. Dave, 
I think the fish tank needs some water. I'm gonna fill it. You're saying that happened today? No, this happened for months. He would walk in with a lot of I'm here, and he'd go, I'm gonna fill the fish tank with water. And I said, I said I'll do it. He said, No, I'm good at this. I used to do it at Cripalo. This is one of my skills. I know how to pour it in. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, I did say that. And then every week, I used to fill the teas at my old job, which. What's what's wrong with him taking care of your fish tank, though? You tell me. And nothing. What, so what? So what's wrong with me? So then here we are, and 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 Chris finally has the sense to shut off the filter. <laughs> I like the fish tank. When the filter, when the fish tank is not running in my apartment, it's I feel quiet. anxiety. Yeah. I feel it already. Now yeah. that I just mentioned it, it's silence is deadening in here. So you you didn't finish what you were saying though. My point is, you traditionally fill the tank, so now you gotta fill the fucking tank. That's the deal. That's your role. You're change, the tank filler. Dude. Change. Well, you didn't want. You love People filling can the tank. Did you see? You didn't look at him, Nick, while he filled. the I tank. I looked at your seething face. No, I was like, excellent. He's <laughs> filling my tank. No, he has this face. He carries it out like a little Roman pitcher guy. Oh, and I was mocking you. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you didn't see his face. He's, he, I'm taking sides on this. He like, <laughs> you're both going to try to gang up on me, and I welcome it. <laughs> yeah. Bring the noise. Okay, Bring right. it to me. I will All right, deal so with after it. the fish tank, tell us more about this place. Well, no, but then I want to talk about your face. He had this look of pride as he held the five-pound coleslaw container up. And I then, was actually laughing because I was spilling water on your hand beneath it. And I was like, I hope he doesn't see that. It's a good thing it's not mine. I believe <laughs> what started this was we were trying to describe to Dopey Nation what the room we're in yes. right now looks like. It is an L-shaped uh, couch that's brown. There's a television. There's a lamp. And, uh, and just one center room that we're all sitting in. And to have a couple more people here might be... Problematic. That was a horrible description. Horrible description. <laughs> Give some it was color. The worst description that's ever been given. Well, the couch is well, brown. I'm not here to give. I'm not, he's, I'm not here to give the descriptions of interior design. I'm you here should, to tell you drug fucked up drug stories. <laughs> so, you have it. so you know, we gotta hit it with some dopey quick. I think, or are we just gonna? Are we gonna? I, I, I don't know. Well, listen, the the what apartment is, is small. Fucking! Uh, we were talking about Chris's it's people pleasing. It's actually not small by New York standards. This is a spacious apartment. To deal with Chris's people pleasing, I just want to finish. You the were story. the one that brought up the, that there was no space. I, I wasn't even going to. No, we, it was not about the space. It's about the the dynamic. It's like if you had an actual studio and there was another space for somebody doing effects and stuff, that would work. In here, though, and and you should have seen Chris while John was playing the sound effects. Chris is like. Like this, holding his ears, rocking. Because he, he couldn't concentrate. I couldn't, yeah. As soon as he would play something when I was talking, my mind would just go blank. So anyway, so I'm talking to Chris about how to tell John that he has to be on sometimes, but not all the time. And Chris says, just don't tell him I said it. And by accident, I hit the text record button or something, and I sent it to John. And you sent what I said to him, yes. too. Yeah. But that's all it was. It was yeah. just what you said. Yeah. So he sent him a voice text message of me saying that, which would be like my worst nightmare. So. Did you do that on purpose? No. I wish. <laughs> I wish I was capable of pulling that kind of thing off. Yeah. But anyway, the point is, now I did the whole thing, the whole takeaway from that is I'm a dick for describing your apartment as small. Is it? Oh, it's a very spacious apartment. <laughs> no, but you're trying to now do that to me and make me look like a... I, I, I Listen, I am not so subversive in me calling out people. Like, if I think you're a dick, I'm just going to say you're a fucking dick. Dave is very comfortable with the size of his apartment. Dude, it's a good apartment. <laughs> I got an eating kitchen. <laughs> I got a big bedroom. Should we restart this? Maybe this is not... Uh... Do not have any anxiety. There's no restarts. There is no restart on because in life you don't you don't get restarts. You don't get a second chance, or you do. But Nick Nick shows up at the apartment today, fucked up on crutches. His ankle is the size of a fucking yule log. Look at it. I saw it. He showed me a thing of it. Oh my goodness. So why don't you tell us what happened here? Okay. Well, my birthday was on the September 14th. Happy birthday. That's months ago. Happy birthday. How old are you? I just turned 23. Wow, he was 20 double deuces on Dopey. I had no idea. I thought you were 23 and now you're 24. Michael Jordan. Nice. Um, so I like 23. It's nice. I um, love 23. The birthday was not great. I didn't really do anything. I went out and, you know, 
didn't I didn't really do anything. But the next day I went out and I thought I'd been, you know, I've been playing basketball ever since I got to New York like two weeks ago, random parks. And I thought I was pretty good. And I thought I could hang at the 4th Street uh, courts. And so legendary court. Legendary court. It's was fourth lots and what? It's 6th. Legendary court. Lots of good players go there. You got to There's crowds watching. You got to wait like an hour to even get in the game. So I went. I got in, in, finally in the game. And hold I was on, like, hold on. Before you got to 4th Street, when you were playing around your place, who were you playing for? When I was playing around my place. Like you were saying you were feeling confident that you could bring I, your game to force. I played at a lower grade park. Like, who are the people playing there? Scrubs. I mean, they're not great. They're, they're, what I, ethnicity were the people you were playing against? Oh, come on. I, I, let's just say I That's was among one other... I was I, Me and another white guy were the only white guys. Okay, respect. Wait, on 4th Street <laughs> or by your on place? On 4th Street. No, but by and your And by place. the other place. It's mo- I mean... Listen, you're in. A, you're out of basketball courts. Uh, so you sound like you're profiling right now. You pitted me into this court, <laughs> this corner to do this. I'm so. I'm just trying to tell you what happened in in the in the duration of the basketball game. Okay. So I get in, and much to everybody's surprise, I'm doing well. I He's think nice. I, I hit He's a, white I, chocolate over here. I'm looking at me. To your own surprise too. To my own surprise as well. I like. I laid this one thing in. And then I, and I hit it like a jump shot on the baseline, and then I, I, this dude was guarding me. He wasn't very good, but like uh, a lot of people here in New York like like to do the Lance Stevenson, where they just like dribble, 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 dribble. What? Wait, for, I, wait, but continue the dribble, dribble. But was the one guy who was guarding you? Was he the other white guy? No, he was not. He was a black. <laughs> I think man. I have the two white. He was a black guy. man with dreads, long okay. dreads on, right. and uh, I didn't think he was particularly that good, but. He kind of was moving around, and I was moving with him, and I wanted to show that I could, you know, play lockdown D. Yeah. And I just took a wrong step in some new shoes, and I just tweaked my ankle. And the second I fell down, like everybody Everyone's started. Everyone's like, "Yo, just, he crossed you over." Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> oh, and they started <laughs> roaring and laughing. Well, that's a classic street and, basketball moment when somebody does the crossover and the other guy falls down. Yeah, it's a cr- breaking ankles. Breaking I somebody's did, ankles. I don't want to be the... the, the, the Ankle broken the, white the, boy. The goofy white guy that's flailing on the court. So I got up and I finished the game and when I got back home I realized that I think I'd done something really terrible to my ankle. And then it I, looks horrible though. Horrible. horrible. It looks pretty bad. We'll put a picture. And of that night I got a drinking citation too. To put the cherry on top. No, dude, you just you just <laughs> you just you just killed half <laughs> of my, my, my I have a huge agenda here. That was going to be twenty minutes. Fuck of the it. Show. I mean, I don't know. I, I was just said it. I didn't mean to. So this where? Red flag. So match. let so me you, ask you a different question though. When the game ended, the uh, dreadlocks guy, did you slap hands and talk to him? He was, uh, I think he was unimpressed with me after that. Did you talk to him at all after that? No. Did he smack your ass? Did you guys all shake hands after? Did they do that? No, I chose to get it out of, out of there as quickly as I could. Oh, okay. Because I was just so embarrassed. Put and your like, tail between your legs. Yeah, and and like and like I was just trying to play through the pain and look cool, but it ultimately uh, probably exacerbated your injury. Yeah, but basketball was great for me because like going along with what we said the other day on Dopey about like how like what. Chris was saying about yoga yeah. and just how like that was like a great filler and like I've always played ball ever since I was a little kid like ever since I was six and I had a knee injury so I've had like lots of ankle problems and stuff like that but I still love to just go to the park and play it's like a great release for me and yeah. it's exercise too and now that I don't have that I am a little worried uh, that I might what will you do yeah what yeah like You're what will alone I alone with that thing between your ears yeah and not to mention an injury, which yeah. which is a an easy way to get. With. I think I feel the pain. Yeah. it's intolerable. Before we get before we get to the the citation, which I cannot. I didn't even bring it up. So. Uh, you gotta you gotta give Nick some serious credit. Yeah, I'm uh, such a coward. Even if I was amazing at basketball, first of all, I I'm not talking about playing basketball. What? That's not the credit. Chris doesn't want to give me credit for that because he doesn't think it's a big deal. No, the credit I, I want to give Nick. <laughs> The credit I want to give Nick is he went to the fucking... Did you go to the ER or he went to a walk-in? I went to a urgent care. Urgent care. And they offered him... They are like, you can have Percocet. You can have Vicodin. Do you prefer Oxycontin? Can I have Flacco on the corner offer yeah. you a little bag? <laughs> and Nick said, no. 
I'm recording dopey, and I need to be straight. Well, yeah. to clarify, it, it happens sort of in a, like, I'm not going to lie. I had this injury, and the second I saw what it looked like, of course, I'm a junkie. I'm going to yeah. go, so I can get pain pills for this. Yeah. I can get that. Yes. And so I went into the, I'm not going to lie and say I didn't have that in my head. And but I think a lot of people it. make the mistake of saying, oh, I don't even have the craving for it. Yeah, you so I acknowledge it is the first. That's what's Yeah, I said, I know yeah. this is going to happen. I know I'm gonna go there, and, and and so I went. I went there, and usually when I go to a doctor for some injury, I'm like lobbying, like yeah, you know, sure. trying to. Oh, it really hurts, you know. I just I've done everything. I've done ice. I've done Advil, and uh, that's just the go-to. I mean, it's it's almost impossible to imagine going someplace in pain and not just having. You know, they ask you your pain one to ten. Yeah, I always would say eleven. <laughs> Would you really? Yeah. Turn up to 11. Yeah. Um, you know, his father invented that let, let me get to the porn star doctor. The, the, Wait, do you know that? What? That to turn it up to 11 came from his father. What does that mean? There's a movie called Spinal Tap. And in it... This is Spinal Tap? This is Spinal Tap. I haven't seen it. Um, and so we there's want a, our to go up to 11. Yeah, because they wanted to go one notch louder. And uh, okay. the arguments, why not just make it 10 and that be the loudest? And... He's like, but this one goes to eleven. That was that was Chris's pain. That was my wet. shitty Chris Cast impression. All right. Uh, what was right. So I was. So let me get to the porn star doctor because it's actually really good. At so, urgent care. Yeah, she comes in and I make the decision. Okay, I'm not going to lobby to get any pills. I'm just going to sit here, let this woman do her job, and tell me what the what the what the deal is. And so she looked at it and she was smoking hot too. She looked at it. What she look like? Like literally, like central, central casting out of a porn, porn star doctor. Dude, you probably have her name on your paperwork. We could look her up and try to find. I could like hook up with her or something. <laughs> and no, I don't know. But uh, she was like, she basically said, like, hey, you know, you would you like some pain pills for this? What did she and offer? Did you say what kind? No, my my, I just didn't say anything. And I was thinking of saying yes, and then I said, oh wait, I'm going on dopey tomorrow. What if I just didn't do this? What if I just didn't get pain pills? And I didn't get them. So I can come here today and tell you that, that I did that. legitimately factored in your thinking. Legitimately factored in. I used Good. it. How about that? I used there it. There you go. I used that as motivation to not do it. That's good. Four words. Stay strong, dopamine. Stay strong, dopamine. No, but it's like, I think that's cool. He also didn't, you know, the other, we were, me and Nick were hanging out and he confessed that he... And I put in quotations because I love this quotation that he smokes weed like Snoop Dogg. And today, no weed. I don't remember saying it, but you I, did. I, I was, like that line. Yeah, I'll use it. Um, you, <laughs> you did. You were probably high when you said it. You were. You were definitely high when you said it. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, my point being, Nick came back to the show, no, no booze, no weed, no pain pills, to be crystal clear for Dopey. And I, I applaud you for it. Did they know I was not crystal clear the first time? No, we haven't talked about that. Well, now they know. Now they know. Yeah. Well, I, didn't I, know. I didn't even know that, though. I, I knew. He knew. I didn't Fucking know. Nick I just Reiner came on Dopey drunk and stoned. That, well, now, well, that, that is you crazy. You That's didn't not, seem drunk and stoned. I wasn't. Because I wasn't drunk him. and stoned. I, was, I had smoked a little pot and drank a beer before I came because I didn't think that... Do you know that in the state of New York, buzz driving is considered drunk Good driving? Good thing I wasn't driving. Yes, yes. Um, but I, I feel like I should cop to that because, A, I didn't know it was a bad thing. Yeah. That when I was coming over here, yeah. and B, it's just I want to be honest about it because yeah. today I came in crystal clear, as you can tell already, like a fucking crystal, sharp man. as a damn tack, like a tack. <laughs> Doesn't and, it feel good? And I don't want to say that it's a bad thing. I don't like using Which? that connotation. Which he said he didn't know it was a bad thing to come over here like that. It's a totally bad thing. Yeah, but I just don't like using that language. It it wouldn't. Okay, well, what is happening? Yeah, non, um, maybe non-useful. He doesn't want to put a value judgment on, yes. <laughs> on, on, on it that you were here. But it was not useful to come drunk and stoned to Dopey. Not to mention, not that he was, was bad. Nick though. left here covered in sweat. He, he was worked up. Chris, yes or no? Yes, but are you trying to like link that back to the beer in the pot? No, nah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just painting a picture. I just, I paint with words. Words are my palette, yeah. and I paint. And you're, and you're cool as a cucumber. Why don't we actually pause for a second and have you describe the room? Let's okay. test those words. I will. When you walk in <laughs> to the sweeping flow of, uh, oh, you're doing great. Thank you. 
of uh, pristine white walls, you walk past a busted glass table with three-year-old eucalyptus on it. You walk past a six-year-old's easel that has not been painted on in years. A, a graveyard of fish, Fisher Price. I think Dope Edition could be the judge of this one, but I think I gave a more succinct, uh, more. I haven't gotten to the meat of it. Okay. It was a graveyard of toys. A lot of fluff. Fucked up fish and tank. There's a lot of fluff here. We're cure for AIDS in there. You walk in. Too you much got pictures. Text. You got old wood on the side. You got guitars strewn around the world, the room. Papers, things, harmonicas, crap, cigarettes, lighters. Come on your cigarettes, there, please. Feel free. Books, <laughs> remote controls with batteries exposed. All right, that was good. Thank that you. That was great. Thank was you. Great. You want me to play old Susanna on the harmonica? He's doing that anyway. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. Who's musically talented? It's Bob Dylan yeah. in the room with us. He's good. Have you heard his music? His music's Not really good. I love that. That was great. Thank you. I, d- I didn't write O Susanna, but yes. <laughs> I know, but uh, missing some slide guitar, and that's a hit, right? There. It's not bad. Um, I want to get to, uh, before we do a story, I had an idea. Which is, I would like Chris to read... No, no current events. No, no, no. Okay. The dopey <laughs> review of the day. I want to take a page from our arrivals you out there. You want me to read a recent email? No, the dopey <laughs> review of the day. Uh, oh, because we want to read next review? You guys don't even know what you're doing right now. Sure we do. Are we taking an iTunes review? Yes. What are you saying? Yes. Okay. ITunes Which review? review? Who's, who's it from? Well, we have two reviews that are in the last week. Maybe you should read the bad review. Do we feel like this podcast this Oh yeah, we this, should read the bad review, right? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard uh, anything bad yet, so. Yeah, okay. We'll I'll, we'll read the bad review. Luckily, it's buried at the bottom. That means that people downvoted it or said it was unhelpful. You know who said it? The person who remains. No, do you know who said it was unhelpful? No. Oh, Me. You, oh, you did. Yes, I find that review not useful at all. All right. So this person said we got to stop talking about this. I'll never. This is the final one. What she that? said the the subject is no longer funny, and she writes. Okay. Be careful if you write in or otherwise contact this show. Anything you say may be used or shared out of context as fodder for laughs. They will not bleep your name even if you request that they no longer continue to use your name or communications. That's not true. You might get apologies, but the very next week your name will be used in a humiliating way once again. Well, we used her name, but only her first name. I feel like we said good things. But she said that you continue to use a name after you're told not to, which is not right. Well, we cut her name shorter. (laughs) We just used less of her name. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Yeah, and it was a pretty... Like, that's not too bad. Is that the worst? That's the worst got? review. Oh, yeah. Come on. Now read a good one. It's five star. Oh, go back. Yes. Yeah, that was actually a two star. That was a two. She gave us two, though, instead of one. Um, which one am I going to read? How sweet. You pick. I don't care. Should I read Nick's? Nick's left or Nick left? No. Review. Nick's here. All right. Um, they don't want to know my review? You can read Nick's, too, but read it. All right. This one. is good. Let's do uh, Eric's. He said. I have to say, the Dave in. I have to say, it's not written perfectly, but. I'm going to improvise. I have to say that Dave and Chris have amazing creativity and ingenuity by creating this podcast. Yes. It is what most would never be able to tell and most would never experience in a hundred lives. Yes. The stories told are of the gut-wrenching truth, and through listening to them so far, I think of famous phrase, it is better to regret something you have done instead of haven't done. I hope to one day meet them in person as I can truly identify with the stories and recovery aspects of the podcast. And I only wish them continued success and love what they are doing. Much love and respect, Eric. Nice. Nice review. Thank you, Eric. What do you think about that, Nick? Would would you say it's better to regret the stuff you do or the stuff you haven't done? I don't, not like, I'm going to say some profound thing, but I don't believe in like regretting anything because like some of the worst stuff that's ever happened to me has resulted in like a good story or like a good time of retelling it at a party. I mean, it always comes back around to, I think of everything as material. Like even the, the worst stuff is the best material. You want a quote here? Yeah. The fire of suffering brings forth the gold of godliness. Who said that? The author. Some French nun. Some French nun. Yeah. 
Sister Mary. Losing the purpose driven life, which I read in jail. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. That was a good review. And I want... Wait, so what is the number one thing that you regret if you had to pick something? I, I mean, pushing back against my parents as many times as I did. But if I don't think if I hadn't have done that, they would have still... I'd still be in a program right now. If I hadn't advocated for what I thought I really needed at the time and not to be shipped from one place to another. You would still be being shipped around and yeah. shuffled around. Slippers. I mean, it, at the time, it probably made me stay in the places longer, but in the long run, I believe it probably showed them a little... I was just trying to say something, but look, hey, I'm not going to get better as many times as you force me to. Yeah. Or get, get better on in this way in your turn so it's simultaneously a regret and something that you're okay with that you did there's no regret what are you guys talking about he's regretting that he went against his parents a lot but at the same time he thinks he had to so there's no regret I I regret blaming them for for it you regret blaming them yeah I do what's your big regret there wise guy it would be exploiting same thing family exploiting my dad's fear of this disease to stay sick. When he, I was, he was so afraid I was going to go to prison, I was going to do something. I, at one point, Nick, I was like on the street, and I was never on it for a long time, because I knew if I called my dad, he'd put me in some cushy rehab somewhere. Uh-huh. But I was on the street, and I was like really hungry, and I was running around this girl. This is like not even that bad, but I think of it, and it's like one of like the worst things I consciously did. It's so silly, you know? I did much worse things, like in terms of exploiting both my parents, but I went to this one uh, restaurant and I just got shit-faced and ate a bunch of food because I was hungry. Was it like a diner or what? It was like a Mexican place in um, Southern California. Cerveza. (laughs) Yeah, so it was like tequila and and it was like a family place where people didn't drink and I got like wasted, had a bunch of food and then when the check came, I just wrote my dad's number on on the check and I said, and I hadn't talked to my dad in like two months and I was like, just call this guy. And I left. But that's like... And they let you get out like that? Yeah. That's the dumbest <laughs> shit I ever heard. And he called him and then he paid because he was nervous I was going to like, you know... Go they should have fucking beaten your ass, <laughs> thrown you in jail for not paying the bill. If you tried to... I was very here. loud and boisterous. Oh yeah, that wouldn't wouldn't go over in New York. Well. Yeah, here, call this number. Fuck you. We'll call this number 911. <laughs> yeah. That's the number it's, we're It depends call. on what you're defining as a regret. Like, what his story is, is at like a restaurant. Like... Sure, I regret something I said to a girl last night, like a terrible pickup. What did, you, what did say? you say? I mean, I probably said some stupid thing, like, I mean, I say a bunch of stupid shit all the time. Tell me a stupid pickup line that you've used. Tell me one of your biggest follies with women recently, other than fingering my butthole. Did you say, I, is that a mirror in your pocket? Because I can see myself in your pants. I'm not a pickup line guy. I'm like, if you're around to, to capture. I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm not a ladies' man by any means, but I, uh, I don't really have a technique. Really? Just whatever falls into my lap. You know what I did recently that you might appreciate? What? I went out to dinner with one of my old friends I hadn't seen in like seven years, and the hostess was really cute. And so when we were leaving, I went up to her and I said, "I just want to let you know you're really cute. What's your name?" And she told me her name, and she was like kind of weirded out. And then I left, and I looked up the the number for the restaurant, and I called the restaurant and asked her out. That's pretty bold. I said I'm the guy who uh, said you were cute. And what happened? She has a boyfriend. Oh, I, I actually... No, she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Dude, I, but this I is his move. Th- that th- was his I same just... move with Caitlyn. You do the same thing every I time. I know, I did it with Caitlyn. One of your 20 Caitlyn was the only um, AA person I've ever asked out, ever. That, Thank you. What you Thank just you. said... Thank you. ...reminded me of something that happened the other night, actually. Okay. I, I was at a bar, a bar, and I was, I was at, actually outside of a bar... And I was smoking a cigarette, and a girl came up to me, and she was very pretty, and I gave her one. And then I, like, Instagram messaged her, and it said on her page that she was Jewish. So I, my first line was, my mother told me to marry a Jew, so dot, 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 dot. And uh, she found it funny, so... She liked it. She liked it. It went over. We, did, we riffed on that for a second, and then... So she was that, like, wait, isn't your dad Rob Reiner? She didn't... No, you did that. <laughs> you would do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, come on. She, she didn't do that. No. What did she do? She was like, I want to fuck you right now. 
And then you said, oh, she didn't say that. But <laughs> just, uh, was this from Horny to Shark? Yeah, that one, it was from Horny to Shark. Can to, I reveal what Horny to Shark is on this? Yeah. Horny to Shark is Nick's Instagram moniker. Moniker. He doesn't go by uh, Nick Reiner. No. That's her defunct account. Yeah, debunked. That's the one that I send messages to. Yeah, he sent a message to it once. Um, and then complained that it What is Horny to Shark? What's the history with that? It is an inside joke that for some reason appeals to all audiences. Oh. <laughs> Let's hear the joke. The, there's no the real joke. It was just me and my friends, we would act stupid sometimes, like try to freestyle or whatever. And, and it, we wanted to make it so ridiculous that I gave myself the name Horny to Shark. I, I really don't know the genesis of, <laughs> of Horny to Shark, but uh, it's there now. Let's slam some dopey in here, because I feel like we need to hit... No, no I want to tell... I want to tell... I want to tell... Nick slammed well Butcher. Let's just uh, talk oh, about that. just outing Come on. Like it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, you've I'll done I'll the same. I'll tell them mine. You tell them yours. I'll tell them mine. I'll tell you the abridged version. Yes. Okay, so... Uh, for the Dopey Nation, well, Butrin You don't want to hear my lady's story? No, I have one this week. To hear your I have story. something crazy. Ha- you, Should we you, let him go? What the fuck, man? All right, go ahead. I'll go no, ahead. No, take my show. You take my show. Oh, your talk, show. Talk over the siren. Take <laughs> your show. That's very telling. Yep. Very. No, tell, tell your shooting. Tell your shooting. Tell your shooting. I want to hear. I decline. I decline. No, I don't, I don't want to tell it anymore. I don't feel like I'm going to be able to tell it in a good way because Dave's going to be brooding all the time. Yeah, he's brooding. Look at him. Well, I don't like being shut out of the show. Okay, let's hear. I'm very. It's not. Qu- it's him that does it. No, he reminds me of my sister. When I was a little kid, right? If I had friends over, my sister would try to hang out with my friends and then not hang out with me, and that's just what Chris is like. <laughs> you sound like a like a little girl. Well, <laughs> now I, and I feel like a little bit. Now tell your story. No, I really want to hear it. No, no, you've yeah, ruined it. Dave, you made too much of a fuss. I won't yeah, tell. No, can't. I won't tell. <laughs> Nick I won't and I declined to speak I until you tell the story. Yeah. Okay, so I'm and at I'll work. Recline. I'm at work, and uh, and I'm filling. I'm making a check for for this woman, and she's like old, but she's kind of hot. Like she's wearing like workout clothes. Why are you whispering? Because like because he's the one Linda. Yeah, the one Linda. Don't have to bleep that. No, um, and. Um, so she's kind of hot, but she's very old. Yeah. Like old. Like but, over 50? Yeah. Okay. But I'm kind of like into it anyway. And, uh, and I'm writing the check out. And she goes, are you going to give me your number? And I said, no. Really? Yeah. I said, I said, excuse me? You don't have to do anything. Oh, That's- yeah. Dude, well, I, I said, I, I'm sitting there like, uh, and I said, um, no, I'm engaged. Yeah. And she said, oh. And I said, why? Did you want it? And she said, yes. And I said, thank you very much. Wow, aren't you glad I told the story now? Yeah, that's a good story. How about when I, right when I got back with her, with with my daughter's mother, some other girl did the same thing. I said, no, 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 I'm not giving you my. At number. your place of work? Yeah, that never happens. Does it ever happen to you? I'm what? incredibly dashing. A woman coming on to you like that? I'm incredibly well, he, dashing. Well, you know what? He's saying she's fifty. I bet she was a crow. Dude, she was sixty, but hot. But that happened all the time at Kripalu. Old yoga chick, they were gorgeous. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. She wasn't really. She wasn't hot. She was just like the thought. Of, no, the I, thought of it was hot. It was exciting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was exciting, but still, it was just. It was also. It's nice to be noticed. That's yeah. all. That's all. Uh, so Nick shot well, Butrin. Um, I did one time. It was. Uh, it was. Oh, a, for so to, for the dopey nation, well, Butrin is a um, antidepressant with yeah, a little bit a of dopam- hop to it. Yeah, dopaminergic. <laughs> People would sniff it in jail. Very low abuse potential, but a tiny smidgen of abuse capability. I won't go into the gritty details, but I befriended a homeless man in Maine, and he turned me on to the idea. And uh, we went. Was that where you shot coke in the yeah. McDonald's? No, he shot crack. Was, you were shooting all sorts of weird shit. In Maine. I know. I was shooting weird <laughs> shit in Maine. Um, shooting weird shit in Maine. Yeah, <laughs> that should be the name of this. Well, it was funny show. because it was kind of romantic. Me and this homeless guy were sitting like under this this birch tree. Were you sharing and a plate was, of spaghetti? There was shade and like needles around and like just like this. Like or, pine needles or like hypodermic needles? Like needle needles. Like, yeah, like hypodermic needles. And, and pine needles? Yeah, he's like, watch out. Don't don't sit on anything. And I was like, okay, I'll just find a good spot then. And like, What did he look like? Was he like a hobo? It was also romantic because it was a little vacation for you in like hobo land. Yeah. <laughs> little did he know that you come from a family that has a ton of money. 
I think after I shot up the Wellbutrin, and I did, and he was a fan of All in the Family. I was so going to ask that. I oh. think that I think we were talking. We talked about that for a second, and he didn't believe me to the point point of where I had to take up my ID and show him that my last name was Reiner. You should have called your dad. He was like, he was like, no. What do you do? Because he didn't. He, How he old was he? Rob Reiner said would not be under a birch tree shooting Wellbutrin. <laughs> you know he's shooting Wellbutrin with someone else right now, saying, "Do you know I used to shoot Wellbutrin with Rob Reiner's?" Son. And the guy's going, you fucking liar. Yeah. And then he has, did he take a picture of your ID on his phone? Uh, no. The, did no. he have a phone? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. Was he a legit homeless guy or was he oh, like... Oh, he was legit. The real homeless. I wasn't even his homeless. I mean, I was just for a few Well, because you know there's like the street addicts who are like no, kind of like, you know, it was this, a real homeless man. This dude was, was worn and torn. Worn and torn. Worn and torn. Sleeping rough. What did he look like? Did he wear like he two ru- coats? He was rugged. He was rugged. Did he smell? I don't remember his scent too well. I wasn't smelling too great either. So, what did his hair look like? Sandy. It was slicked back with grease in a ponytail. Really? Yeah. And uh, he wasn't a very interesting man. He just. What was his name? Straight to the point kind of guy. Was his name Randy? His uh, yeah, his name was Randy. No, I really don't. How'd you get Well Butrin? Did cop it on the street? The way I got Well Butrin is actually really fun. I was at Alina Lodge, yeah. and they, I don't know if I told this last week, but they refused to give me meds. So to prove I was crazy, uh, because they were like, you don't need any meds. Yeah, and I was pretty like, freaking out. And, and I was like, you don't think I need meds? And they're like, yeah, we think you're just all up to an act here, and this is all just fake. And I said, okay. And then I went back to, you know, uh, the roost. Remember the roost? No. That's like, what they called the little barracks. Okay. And I, I was like, how do I show these motherfuckers? And I'm crazy. Yeah. So I was like, I'll throw a rock through a window. Yeah. So I started walking. And they have this, 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 this thing there that they love. You know, that little church. It's not yeah, a church, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they, were gr- bu- they were building that when I was there. It's like a meeting room that, yeah. that is like, has these big glass windows. And, um... They loved it, and they always were like, Mrs. Delaney was here when they built this, and, da, 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 and I just, I hated that whole thing. So I just, I took a rock, and I started on the path, and I was going up this hill, and my friend Peter was like, where are you going, man? And I was like, can't talk right now, I just got to do this. Yeah. And I went, and I threw the rock through the window, and some woman saw me, and she ratted on me, and then they put me on while Beatrice. <laughs> Uh, and so then they discharged you with your prescription. They dro- dropped you off at Salvation Army with your Wellbutrin? Uh, yeah, I had Wellbutrin there. Yeah. That's how I had it. I told you the story of when I I, um, I thought maybe I needed to be on uh, antidepressants, and I wanted to quit smoking, so I went to the shrink to get Wellbutrin. And he's like, so this might make you a little bit speedy. Uh, maybe I should pres-, And I told him my whole drug history. Yeah. And he said, maybe I should prescribe you a benzo. And I was like, oh, that sounds like a really good idea. <laughs> yeah. uh, he was like, oh, well, what would you like? I was like, I like those really big Xanaxes. I think they call them sticks. Two yeah. milligrams. You didn't play it off you like... You said that? Yeah, you didn't play <laughs> it off like, you think it's a good idea? You think I need something I like usually that? know. This no. is what I would I went, do. I went right no, what, I, what I always would do in, in those situations is I'd say the generic thing. So for Xanax is Alprazolam. And I'd be like, I was on like two of like... A prazzy ham? Yeah, forgetting the name. <laughs> like, forgetting to forget the name. say it wrong, because like, I don't even so know really much. what it was. But I had sat there with Papa's. I'm not really sure the name. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I had sat with the doctor going over... I shot heroin for for five years. I I was on methadone for six years. Oh, so you couldn't play like I'm dumb. not. Yeah, it's like he was like. So he's the worst doctor ever. Yes, yeah. he's like maybe you could use a benzo. I was like, yes, I would prefer Xanax and two milligram sticks. I'll break them in half every day and take one one half at a time. He goes, no problem. I'll How many? Sixty. Yeah, sixty. So oh, you basically man. prescribed yourself Xanax. Yeah, yeah, but that was the beginning of the end for me. That was a bad, bad, bad one. Benzos are the devil. They are. They don't even do anything until you're like, oh, it's two days later and I've done all this stupid shit. The worst. I like taking. I'm like, I don't feel it. I just keep taking and taking. I'm pretty sure there's a bundle, a little baggie of Zanny bars somewhere in my parents' house. Because I'm, I, I know I had a whole bunch. That was the worst detox I've ever had in my life. Coming off, yeah, and it lasts forever. Yeah, so bad. It was scary too because they said you could die. Yeah, benzos and booze. Dude, do you know how many seizures I've had coming off benzos? Tell the seizure story. Do you want to hear the seizure story? Wait, should I tell my shooting? You've told it. I feel like he should tell. Has it? I told it like twenty episodes. He hung me out to dry. Who did? Chris. Well, butrin. He said well, butrin, and I'll repeat it. I mean, you said stern repeat stuff. I repeat stuff. Sure. 
So Nick told me before the episode starts how he shot Wellbutrin, and I told him a story where I cheeked my meds in rehab once, and I had this big syringe. It was a 5cc, like... I am for like it looked like it was like for horses the fucking gauge on the needle was probably like 18 it was huge like not meant to mainline and I was just cheeking my meds and injecting them so I cheeked this stuff called geodome which is this like non-sleepy antipsychotic and I mixed it up with the water and I drew blood to inject it and literally the blood would not mix. Why? Because it was like thick. I don't know what it was. It just wouldn't mix where it was like it was like water and oil. The blood was like, I don't want to yeah, touch yeah. it. <laughs> I don't want to be like, with that. Like, it was like, it was like milky syrup, white. Right? It was like, yeah, it was, it was thicker. It was like thicker and it was like milky white. It was like in the syringe, it was like my blood and then like milky white geodome that solution. That is truly disgusting. And I was like, in my head, I was like, I probably shouldn't shoot this because, like, it's not mixing with my blood. And I was just like, fuck it. (laughs) No, that's some serious vampire shit because your blood didn't like it. I know. Your blood was like, I don't want to touch that stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And you're like, sorry, guys. And then my lungs took it. My lungs were like, what did you do to me? (laughs) It felt like my lungs were full of cotton balls after I shot it. Thinking about it now, I think Wobucha was the last thing I've ever shot. Really? That was the last time I ever shot up. Oh, wow. The homeless man. So that was good. We hit him with some dopey. That was some, and some, hold on some though, hold on though. <laughs> I, I um, Chris or Nick said something really funny. Uh, what did it taste like? It tasted like I had just stepped up into a hot old attic, and I was just like in a cellar, and there was like. <coughs> they should put it on the bottle. Warning: Do not shoot well butrin for a musty taste might yeah, come to your mouth. Do they say more besides don't shoot well butrin? Right, 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 right. Do you know Zyban, the anti-smoking drug? Yeah. Um, before like Chantix back in the day, is just well butrin, and like you could get Zyban really cheap, and you could like order it like for the, like online, and they'd have those little physicians like write you a script, even they didn't see you like legally. And it was the same thing as uh, Well Beecher. It's such a bummer to me, this smoking thing. I, I, I like... What's well, up? Just, I can't stop smoking cigarettes. I can't even listen to you talk about it. It's just You've so been smoking annoying. smoking cigarettes for 20 that make, years. That makes Shut me... Up. That's depressing, honestly, because I don't want to be saying that in 20 years. I want to stop smoking, and I, I got, like, a couple days with the stupid the vape, but then I wrecked the vape. It, like, turned How on... How did you my, wreck it? I've had this thing for, like, two years. Well, you don't live like me. I'm very, very messy and stupid. I put it in the top pocket of my um, book bag and, like, leaned on it, and it just started vaping for hours oh, yeah, in yeah. the thing. But uh, What are you going to do when you move? Are you going to have a cleaning lady? No. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, they have a cleaning lady already. Yeah. Why not? Why yeah. not have a cleaning lady? I can pay for it. I work. Yeah. You know? I pay for my cleaning lady. <laughs> um, I want to tell Nick my seizure story. I think he'll think it's funny. I, I used to fucking seize, like, everywhere, like, I would, because I was such a fucking horrible benzo addict, and I had a, my first seizure, like, I don't remember my first seizure, but I, I've seized on airplanes, they, like, wheeled me off of airplanes, I've seized in, in detoxes where I'm playing guitar on a fucking picnic table, and I fall out, and I wake up in the ambulance, I seized on my loft bed, fell out of the loft bed onto a glass bong, which shattered, which I still have, like, scars all over me from. And, um, just, I woke up in the hospital, and they, like, CAT scanned me, and, and they find, like, that my brain shrunk. My father, that's my father's favorite story. He's like, <laughs> why is that his favorite Because story? he's like, your he's brain... Pee, pee yeah. brain. <laughs> no, my <laughs> shitty son, he's got a tiny brain. No, because, because it's, like, it's proof for a parent to be like, you really shouldn't do drugs because your brain is going to shrink. <laughs> I was like, Dad, it's going to expand again. <laughs> like, that would be a deterrent for you? Well, no, because the doctor said that there could be holes in the brain, but my brain had just shrunk a little. I was like, see, Dad, there's no holes in there. It just shrunk a little bit. <laughs> But but my favorite seizure story was was years later, and I'm with my buddy Todd, and uh, Todd is the guest I want more than like Steven Tyler or Artie Lang. But Todd, we need, and and we're letting you on the show, and we won't let Todd on the show. But that's a whole other story. Um, I'm sorry, Todd, if Todd's listening. But Todd doesn't pay for Wi-Fi, so he can't listen. Um, so me and Todd are, are in my apartment in Astoria, and we just got all sorts of dope, and. Uh, and I'm shooting dope and Todd wouldn't shoot dope Todd's a pussy he just snorted dope and uh, I didn't realize that I was going into benzo withdrawal but I hadn't been able to find benzos and I just didn't notice and uh, and me and Todd are just kind of 
chilling and smoking weed and watching Beverly Hills 90210 and I'm shooting dope and he's sniffing dope. The most offensive part of that was in Beverly Hills 90210. No, That's me and Todd, to me and Todd would, would fucking get high. Todd lived in my apartment for years and we would, every Sunday, they would like play like 10 episodes and we would just do dope and watch 90210. And um, anyway, so this time we're getting hungry and I'm like, we should order some Mexican food. And he's like, all right, man, whatever. So we order some Mexican food and we're getting high and whatever. And the next thing I know, I fucking seize. And I just fall out. And Todd freaks out. He's like, eh. Todd's like yeah. a nervous wreck. He's like, eh, I don't know what's going on. And then there's a knock at the door. And Todd's like, oh my God, there's a knock. <laughs> Todd's like, what is this? Who's yeah. here? There's a knock at the door. And he runs to the door and he opens the door and it's the delivery guy. But Todd, like, somehow he faints. As he opens the he door. So you're both down on the ground. And the the next but, no, yeah. but the door is open. Todd's prone on the floor. So the only guy that was up went, went this, fell over. It, but so the next at the same guy standing there, there's just people passed out. Two, two no, no, dead bodies. I'm in another room. Suck. I'm in another room. Todd's fucking out at the door. And I somehow magically come to at this moment. I get up. I'm like, I don't. I figured I nodded out. I didn't even know I had a seizure. And I get to the to the door, and Todd's out. The door's open, and there's a Mexican guy standing above Todd, holding <laughs> your food. I'm like, no, but I'm like, who is this man? What happened here? Oh, and because wow. like I had forgotten, and then I realized he had food, and I was like, oh, I thought it was funny, and I bought the food, That's great. and then I start slapping Todd, and he wakes up, and I just start laughing at That's him at what story. happened. That sounds like the Quaalude scene from Wolf of Wall Street. Have you seen that? I've seen it, but I don't remember. The, the, just that they're like Jonah Hill and like uh, that was man. a wild that was a wild scene yeah it's a funny story though that's right? a great story it's a classic yeah. like Three's Company story where's that Shanto. where's that delivery man now I wonder if he tells that story he yeah. goes I showed it to a, a place one time you're not gonna believe this there's two guys yeah. two white Why? guys two gringos white. yeah two gr- you know what I was thinking about We've talked about shooting Lil Butrin, and I think the most offensive thing I said was the thing that you you pitted me into a corner to say about playing at the basketball courts. What? <laughs> I, I still would re- regret saying what I said. What did you, you say? You asked who, what type of people play at the basketball court. You didn't even say anything. I, I, you, you, I, you, all you volunteered was that there was only one other white guy. But you were angling to get me to say Because <laughs> black sandwich. guys are good at basketball. What's wrong with saying that? It's Somehow, a compliment. Chris is like, as young as he is, he's very dated. He has a very, very <laughs> old world view. Is there something wrong with saying black guys are good at basketball? Some black guys are, and so okay. I, I imagine saw, Nick. Okay. How about this? If you saw two twenty-something-year-old guys, right, and you had a million dollars, and you had to bet, and they were the same physique, everything. One was black and one was white, but you had to put your money on one of them. I'm always for betting one black. On one. I always, <laughs> always bet on black. I have a funny story, actually. Not because they're better, but because the white guys, I think they feel guilty to win. Well, you, that's racist. That's the most racist thing I ever heard. How dare you say something? Well, I'm trying to be funny and racist at the same time. Wait, so actually, it's a pretty funny story. I went to Foxwoods a while ago, and uh, I went to which the, is a casino. This is a in casino, Connecticut. Yeah, and you know roulette. It's like the little spinning wheel, and you bet on stuff. Well, you can bet on red or black to. Um, you can put your money on red or black, and it's like there's like a 49% chance like a red might win and a 49% chance black might win, and then there's like a 1% or a 2% chance that it goes it, on the it, green it goes, one. Yeah, and it goes to the house. So I put like 300 bucks, it was like max bet on black, which nobody does. Like, and everybody's like, oh my God. And I just turn to everybody and I go, for Obama, and everybody, <laughs> and everybody on the everybody at the table bet black. And while wow. the, while the wall's going around, everybody's chanting "Black guys are like Obama, Obama, Obama," and then it hit black. Is this a true story? True story in sobriety. This is the best story I've ever heard <laughs> yeah. you tell. Uh, I was in the Lena Lodge when uh, Obama got elected. Oh, were and you? The Jersey folk—they weren't happy. Really? With that, with that? Was it the second time or the first time? Uh, second time. It was. A, I think it was, it was the second, second time. Yeah. yeah. They, um, how about the fucking ping pong players at Alina Lodge? We didn't have that. We, oh, we, had, bas- we had a basketball. Oh, uh, we had no basketball, but we had two ping pong tables, and there was, like, the good players table and the bad players table, and I was the worst player at the bad players table, and I'm, like, okay at ping pong. Do you remember Johnny No No? they are. Do you remember how good Johnny yeah, No No's? Really or Sleepy Phil. Well, you remember well, Sleepy oh, Phil? my God. He was <laughs> tore it up. Yeah, dude. You get great at stuff there because it's, like, you have... That's the one treatment center where they literally deprive you of every possible it's sensory thing. deprivation yeah. for a year. 
year. You're given a newspaper and a deck of cards and told to sit the fuck down. <laughs> Shuffle, baby. Dude, did you? We had the television at night and they had satellite, but literally every channel was blocked except for like four. Yeah, had like National it was Criminal Minds. <laughs> like uh, nothing. Yeah, and you literally was like, you can watch television from like six forty-five to like eight fifteen. It was like you couldn't even get like a real show in. I read the New York Post front to back every day. Every word. I was reading about <laughs> yeah. L. McPherson and shit like that, and yeah. I was like. Dude, when I, I was there, there was a shitload of American Airlines pilots. It was like the last stop for American Airlines pilots. They like sent them drug addict pilots. Well, like drunks or, or and for American Airlines, they sent them to like Hazelden. If they failed at Hazelden, they sent them somewhere else. And then their third chance was they sent them to Alina Lodge for a year. And if they relapse after Alina Lodge, they could never fly for American again. Imagine, want, imagine your plane driver being a drug. A plane driver is actually called a pilot. <laughs> yeah, he was mad. I, I interrupted him, so he had to say a dick thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying a plane driver is a pilot. I didn't even pick up on that. I know. I could they see. Did. I could see plane driving one day. <laughs> um, I want to hear. Um, I want Nick to tell another story while we have time. Well, you said you thought of a story when you were. No, no, we back. have we have a lot of choices. I want to hear. Did you say you thought of one? No, he's got good ones here. He's got. The, the Rob nice. Reiner on LSD story, the Woody Harrelson in Texas story, uh, th- those are well, two good choices. What do you want to tell? I-, I can tell those. Yeah. I don't mind. Just one. I got to pee. Should I pee? No. no. I got to pee, too. Do Neither of you are going to pee. Let's pause Let's and then we get back. Let's see what we did last night. pause. <laughs> tell, the, tell the story tell about tripping with your dad because it's so touching. It's a beautiful story. Okay, okay I'll tell that one story and then... And then we'll stop this episode. <laughs> so... I was actually. <laughs> I spare the nation go, any more of I, this. Yeah, I go right into it. So I was with a friend from a program, and we were smoking a lot of pot, and he had a tab of acid on him that he said he didn't want anymore. Just one tab. So he gave it to me, and like a, it was like a Tuesday at nine, you know, in LA, and like not the time to trip acid. And being a person with an addictive personality. Tuesday at 9 p.m.? Yeah, p.m. I took it. And we were sitting there, and, like, I'd done acid before, but, like, you know, it was okay. We are smoking weed, and then he goes, I have to leave. And I was like, what do you mean you have to leave? Like, it's only been 30 minutes that I took this. It's not even kicked in yet, really. It's not even kicked in. Like, I think I'm just really stoned. And he's like, I've got to go back to my mom. She's going to, she has to see me. Like, she has to see me get in bed, da 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 So I said, okay, fine. So now um, I do start feeling a little something. And I'm like, okay, maybe it's just placebo. I don't know. I'm I'm just going to go try to calm down, like, watch some TV. So I turned on Eastbound and Down because I love that show. And I think it's funny and, like... Um, I started to get really upset. I started to get really sad and really like, <laughs> like bad. And I, and I started to have this thought process of like, I'm tripping by myself. God forbid I do a horrible thing. Like they, you know, jump out a window. Yeah, I get so, you know, disillusioned that I do something crazy. So I was like freaking out, like, you know, and it was all mixed into the trip. And it was just around that time when the, you know, the Cleveland house of horrors, but that guy Ariel Castro held those three women. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that somehow worked its way into the 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 the, uh, the, trip. the trip. Yeah. And uh, I was like, "Fuck this!" I turned off Eastbound and Down. I ran up to my room and I started to put on cartoons. And I was just like looking at the light switch, and I was like, "Am, am I just flipping out, or am I on acid right now?" Right. And the light switch just goes like this, and it just becomes ten days. feet. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm fucked. Yeah. So I, in my acid mind, I'm like, what do I do to Turn reduce the, yeah. the damage of this? How do I think my way out of this? So, yeah. yeah. So basically, I was like, if I'm alone, any number of terrible things can happen. It's best for someone to know about this. And my parents had already been through a long process of in and out of rehabs with me, so... You know, like they'd see me do coke and heroin, so I didn't feel like saying I was on acid would be too big of a deal. So I walked into my parents' room, the lights were off, they were asleep, and I said, guys, um, I have something to tell you. 
And they're like, what? What is it? And I was like, I uh, I took acid tonight. My mom was like, oh, I can't deal with this. <laughs> Fuck this shit. I'm going to bed. And she like ran downstairs and went and slept on the couch. And then I'm with my dad and I'm lying in bed, tripping my ass off, yeah. thinking about the Cleveland House of Horrors. Yeah. And he's like, calm down, buddy. It's okay. <laughs> you, you. I, I used to do this in the 60s. Yeah. It's, you'll come down eventually. It yeah. won't be forever. Yeah. And, and I was just trying to like, and he just talked me down for like eight hours straight. That's like really sweet. Acid. <laughs> and they never grilled me for it. They never, you know, and it, it just sort well, of was I like Well, I think a, if I were parents and my kid came and volunteered information like that, that that's like a really good way they handled it. Instead of being punitive, you know what I mean? They just was like helpful. Yeah. 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 So you just, you sat in the, you and you were laying in bed, were you in the same room as your dad? Or? Yeah, we were lying side by side on a bed. Oh my God. Looking up at the ceiling while he told me about the 60s. Oh my God. That's wild, dude. That's a good story. Did he put music on or anything? No. He just sort of like talked. Did he give you orange juice? Uh, to enhance the <laughs> yeah. effects? Um, no, he didn't. He just talked to me. That's sweet. It's a very sweet story. It's a good sweet story, story and a very <sighs> unsweet podcast. Well, I don't even know. <laughs> well, I think we were good. I, don't, I like it all. I think it's ultra, it ultra real. I don't like any of it <laughs> except for Nick's story at the end. It's yeah. the only part I like. You didn't like the first 45 minutes? No. No, and I really didn't like that. I really like your neighbor's music. I think it's going to add that, a nice little beat. I, all of a sudden, I'm hungry, I'm angry, I'm lonely, and I'm tired. And then, you know what that did to you? It did the same thing that um, John did to me. It's so loud. Yeah. I just, it's unreal to me. All right. Well, let's all say goodnight. I also want to say that um, Nick's impression of Rob Reiner is pretty great, <laughs> considering. I, I don't think, I, I was off that time a little bit. I no, it was still so good. I could see him. I could see him in my head. And now I want to make an amend. I want to apologize to both of you. Although I am so angry at Chris. Why? It's just it's unreal. <laughs> what did I do? I, I didn't I want I want to apologize though for 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 getting upset. You don't have to apologize for feeling. I you never have to apologize for feeling. I honestly think you're such the, the amount of piece of shit that I think you are. It's the sky. <laughs> now this might be my last appearance on Dopey, but I think that that should be the focal point of the show. I think I can say bye to the nation with that. <laughs> All right. Well, do you want to come back on? I do. I don't I think Dave cool. does. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. Do you want Nick back on? Um, more will be revealed. <laughs> I can't be honest. Uh, no, more will be revealed. Yeah. No, we're going to record. Another, we're going to eat, and then we're going to record another episode. All right. And that's that. Yeah. All right. Toodles. Peace. Don't say toodles. Okay, guys, check out this song. It was submitted by a listener whose name is Cormac. Let us know what you think. I was supposed to add it last week, but I forgot.
echo of your call Don't know how long How far down Get down to it, get down. 